0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Puzzle Piece Media Podcast. I'm your host, Namaya Wilson, and this season we are discussing uh, MMA, mixed martial arts, and we're doing a putting a spotlight, if you will, on the local MMA scene, uh, specifically Form 7 Martial Arts and Primal Combat. And I am here with a young man who just had his first fight and was awarded the submission. Is that the submission of the night? Yes, sir. Submission of the night at Primal Combat here recently. I'm with Lucas Shoulders. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. So um, we met, I guess, right before the last Primal Combat event. Uh, I might have called up with you in the gym a little bit uh, leading up to it and did a short little interview the night before the fight, and I was doing commentary on the fight. Um, What got you into fighting?
1: So it really started. um, I've always been a big UFC fan, just kind of growing up. Uh, And then kind of once I got out of college and started working, I was really looking for a way to try to lose some weight. Mm-hmm. um just overall was in very poor shape so I started going to a jiu-jitsu class in Hendersonville up there at uh legion check mat. um kind of from there just bounced around to different places until I started going to form seven and it really stuck there and I really enjoy working with Tyler so I was able to uh kind of go there and he kind of um not talked me into fighting a little bit but kind of uh showed me that it, it was something that nudge, I could nudge do. Nudge you in that direction. Because, uh, you know, my confidence level before that was not – I wouldn't have been able to step out there and uh, – to go and into a camp and into a fight. So, he kind of helped pull that out of me just a little bit. And uh, here we are now. Yeah. So, still going. Yeah, so you talked about,
0: you know, wanting to lose some weight. What was your athletic background before that?
1: Just about nothing. I played um I played one year of basketball and, you know, I I wouldn't even I didn't even have a jersey. Oh. So you know, other than that, just a little bit of weightlifting uh last couple years of high school. But, you know, I was I was coming in pretty pretty fresh to all of it, you know, very unathletic, couldn't run, couldn't do much of nothing, but we worked our way to where we are now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So
0: getting into What was it like just getting into the jiu-jitsu class and starting to roll around just as an exercise?
1: It was very tough uh, starting off. I remember, you know, going to the gym and uh, I'd be leaving, face just red as a tomato covered in sweat and, uh, you know, lightheaded. And it was extremely hard on me first off. But every class, and I'd hear people say, uh, just keep showing up, keep showing up. Every class got easier and easier, and then, you know, eventually you can kind of move into some longer classes and, you know, really be able to get a couple hours worth of rolling in uh, throughout a day.
0: Okay. So for people that don't know, myself included, um, I took taekwondo as a kid, but, and you know, I don't really have a background in martial arts. So explain to me, like, exactly what jiu-jitsu is for those that don't know.
1: So jiu-jitsu is, um, the way I like to describe it to people that aren't familiar would be... Um, almost just like wrestling, but to a finish, to a submission. Mm -hmm. So some people call it submission wrestling, submission grappling. Um, So most places uh, you're going to be on the ground. There are no strikes thrown. um, So there's no punching, no kicking, things like that. Um, And you can either go for chokes, for joint submissions. So you can, you know, grabbing limbs, arms, legs, things like that. Or just chokes that uh, we've seen before. But uh, the biggest difference between it and the other disciplines most of the time is just the lack of strikes. Okay. So, how did you enjoy that? I like it. Um, You know, just as soon as I started, I really fell in love with it and was able to, uh, once I got past the stage of where I was just going in class to survive uh, and was able to, you know, kind of find some things that I liked and some things that I could apply. Uh, that's when it really started to be fun.
0: Okay. Was there a was there a light bulb moment for you? You talk about trying to survive at first. What what yeah. was it that
1: clicked? Uh, really, once I was able to, uh, and it kind of came whenever I started at Form Seven because some of these other classes that I would go to, and this is nothing against uh, any of these other places, but when I go to Form Seven, it's very um, it's very intimate with Coach Tyler, and he'll give you the instruction that you need, and he's able to kind of see the things that you need to work on. Uh, So for me, it was, uh, I was a bit too lackadaisical in my role and you know, I'd get lazy. Uh, So he helped kind of bring out the aggressiveness in me. And that was my light bulb moment was uh, knowing that there are gonna be times where I do need to be aggressive and be the one that's pushing the pace. So that was the biggest thing for me, especially during this camp uh, was knowing when to attack instead of just kind of laying back and waiting for my moment. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I would imagine it's very similar in jujitsu. I know there's no striking, but uh, Mike Tyson famously said, you know, everybody's got a plan till they get hit mm-hmm. in the mouth. You know, so I'd imagine there's some of that same things like, oh, we're gonna roll around, but you know, somebody gets you. You know, somebody gets a hold of you good. It's like, oh, where's this is? This is serious.
1: Yeah, it can get very real very quick. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: You're you know you're at the place in Hendersonville and then you end up at form seven. How do we transition to actually getting getting into cage? What's that conversation like?
1: So uh, probably around if I'm remembering correctly in March, me and Tyler had discussed fighting and you know he told me just to think on it a little bit and you know see what I was what I was wanting to do. So uh, spoke with Coach Tyler and he found me a matchup. Uh, then you get into your camps, which some do. You know six to eight weeks i believe we did eight week if i'm not mistaken um and then throughout that camp it's uh working on some things you might like to go for in the fight uh, and really just trying to iron out as many small details and small mistakes that you can uh, and you'll slowly begin to push the pace a little bit in camp and then you know very towards the end you'll teeter off very hard and kind of relax right before the fight but Uh, In camp, you're really trying to iron out some, at least this was in my camp, and every experience is probably different, but trying to iron out the small things and the small mistakes that you can prevent in the fight, because, you know, once you get in there in the cage, you want to have, you know, the least amount of mistakes possible, because it's, sometimes it's just a bit wild in there, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah,
0: I mean, I can imagine, like I said, I did, you know, I was lucky enough to do commentary, you know, for the last Primal Combat event, and... There was a point – I've got pictures on my Instagram. There's, like, blood on the table. So, like, I'm getting blood on me. I'm not even in the fight. So, I can imagine what it's like. And, you know, I'm going to ask you, what's it like when that cage door does close, especially the first time Mm -hmm. walking in there?
1: It's it's honestly still a surreal feeling thinking about it now. Um, And I've heard people say before, you don't play fighting. There's just fighting. So, once you get in there, you know, it's – the, the guy across from you, he's not gonna pull any punches. He's out to hurt you. He wants you to be hurt. That's the name of the game. Uh, and that was a big thing for me is there's sometimes I'll be a little bit too nice in the gym or things like that and being able to flip that switch. Uh, but once you, once you get in there and the cage door's closed, it's, I almost felt a little bit of relief because, uh, you know, I'd never cut weight before. I'd never, all these, uh, pre fight things i'd never done before, but then when I finally got in the cage, I was doing something that I was very familiar yeah, with yeah i've done, so. I've done this part this yeah. is
0: this is the easy part, yeah. so to speak, not necessarily that you know fighting's easy, but mm-hmm. you know you mentioned you know the weight cuts and all the different things that go into it uh um, yeah, I could see that being a bit of a relief of this is this is the part that I got into it for um now you knew you you knew your opponent going yes. in like y'all are or
1: we were not uh, you know personal friends before, but I'd, I'd like to say now that we are. Okay, okay.
0: Does does that affect does that affect your preparation or how you're viewing things when it's somebody that you know? Even if you're not necessarily close friends, that you do have a personal relationship with you. This is not just a random face. I guess was yeah. what I'm trying to say.
1: I think. Uh, and for me, you know, before the fight, I didn't, you know, had no, no knowledge of him at all. Uh, but once we'd got the fight scheduled, I believe he'd got in touch with me. And I mean, honestly, just at the time I was kind of back and forth on, you know, whether or not I wanted to uh, be friendly with him, I guess, just for lack of a better term, because I knew I'd be stepping in the cage with him. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we're all human beings and we're all, you know, we're in this whole thing together, so and I think there's a level of respect that comes with a competitor and a competitor, you know. So I might not be just buddy buddy with somebody before a match, but after the fight, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that was definitely one thing. And I think I I said this on commentary that you know the sportsmanship aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think says a lot about the people that are involved in that yes. because me from the outset I. You know, I played sports growing up and I understand sportsmanship and all of this, but I don't think I can shake somebody's hand that was just trying to, you know, break my nose and, you know, choke me out. I'm like, you know what, we'll talk tomorrow maybe, (laughs) but right now stay away from me.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different ball game uh, just because fighting is so – it's just so – you're putting yourself out there in front of everybody and your opponent – you know after the fight you know what kind of camp you've been through and you know that your opponent's been through a camp as well uh so kind of all the work that y'all both have put in come together to put on a good show for everybody and it feels pretty good afterwards
0: yeah um how much how much are you consciously thinking during a fight
1: well uh during my fight this was one thing that actually surprised me And my coach told me that um uh, you know, I might be misquoting him a little bit here, but he, he told me that once I get in there, I'm not going to be able to think of anything. And he was absolutely right, because uh, just about as soon as the bell rang, it was all instinct, mm-hmm. good and bad. Like we talked about before, like ironing out small details. Uh, even in the short fight that I had, uh, there was an instance where I dropped my hands as I threw it straight. uh. And my coach would always tell me that you'll fight like you spar. And that is a bad habit that I have during sparring is on a certain strike I like to kind of lean my head to the side and uh, I'll drop my hands. And that right there just showed me uh, how right he was about the things you do in the gym. And some will call them lazy moments uh, where maybe if you could be in a better position or your footwork could have been sharper, things like that. especially now after my fight or what I'm really trying to dial in on because I did see during that fight that it's, it's completely instinct. And, you know, if you try to think of something, you know, maybe once you're very comfortable in the cage in front of people, you could do something like that, but especially amateurs and kind of starting off, you really want to have all those details and the, uh, just the simple things just really clear in your mind and be ready to bring them out. Yeah. Um, I
0: had a, I had an old band director. I did marching band in high school. And he he always used to bring up the old quote that practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. And he would say, practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Yep, And that's just, like I said, He this is eighth, ninth grade. But that's something that's always stuck with me. And, you know, obviously what you just said, you know, the, the way you do it in practice mm-hmm. over and over is it's the way you're going to do it when it's game time or fight time mm-hmm. or performance time or. Uh, whatever he always gave the example of a guy who played the xylophone and he was rehearsing this piece and he always got to this one part and he shit (laughs) and he would do that every time and he did that during the audition Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know he had done it so many times um what's it What's, what's your feeling like when you when you uh when you hear the bell ring, when you hear the ref calling
1: for the fight, what's – For the fight to be over? Yeah. Uh, really just excitement. Um, and in the position that I was in, I was I was confident by no means. I knew that I did not – was not – you know, it wasn't over until the ref stepped in. Um, but, it, you know, as soon as he came in there and, you know, put his hands on me, I knew that it was over. Uh, and I just instantly started thinking about it. You know, my family and all my friends that were uh, – kind of over there I think you had mentioned in the commentary over there towards the side and um you know all the people that have had to hear me talk about the (laughs) fight for the past two months and um you know like my girlfriend Kara she's been an absolute trooper uh through all of it through camp and uh you know not being able to hang out as much and do the things that we might usually be able to do so that was kind of the first thing to my mind was to show some love to the people that have you know helped me throughout camp and throughout the fight and stuff
0: yeah um So, you know, you announced the victor, you know, you're announced as the victor, you know, by submission. Um, Had you, did you put any thought in beforehand of what you wanted to do, you know, obviously you want to win, but is the, because we're we're sitting here, we got the submission of the night Award on the table does any of that cross your mind in camp or leading up to the fight or i want to you know it'd be nice to do this or you yeah. just are you just focused on business
1: well throughout the camp i told tyler that i really did want the submission of the night and uh even you know we had this in the gym and you know he would have it out and people looking at it and i told him that i did not want to touch it until i won it uh and uh So we would kind of plan for some things. Uh, The original plan for the fight was to just kind of stand up for a little bit. I wanted to try to get some time on the feet, uh, just kind of see where I was stacking up and making sure, you know, just testing my metal a little bit, you know, against against that level. Uh, You know, it didn't end up that way. Got taken down, walked right into it. But uh, uh, during camp, I had really focused on trying to make something happen off the bottom if in case I did get taken down just because I didn't want to get stuck in that position. And at form seven, we do a very, very large amount of bad position drills. Uh, So even in the scenario, if I was put in a bad position like a mount or even had my back taken, I felt extremely comfortable with it throughout the camp, Um, you know, doing it against guys that are a whole lot bigger than me and my opponent were. and that was the biggest thing for me when I got in there is that there wasn't anything that felt unfamiliar. Even, you know, when he had my leg and he was coming down for ground a pound, I felt comfortable in that because Coach Tyler, he had put me in that position, you know, many, many times. Uh, And he ain't going to, Tyler ain't going to go soft on you either. Yeah, no, not at all. And, you know, sometimes during camp that would bother me. And, uh, but now looking at it, if I didn't go through that in camp, I think my nerves during the fight would have been a whole lot worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, preparations. Preparations, everything. Um, so, fight night in general. At what point, you know, because you guys weighed in the the night before. Um, I know they had a spot set up for you over at the gym, you know, pre-fight. and stretching, warming up, you know, any anything of that nature. What's your mindset like? At what point, you know, how comfortable are you? When are the nerves starting to set in as far as, because you're in the main event, so you know you got six, seven fights before you that they could last 30 seconds, they mm-hmm. could go, you know, to a decision. What's that like of trying to stay in the zone or be in the zone for you kind of know when it's coming, but yeah. not
1: really. What's, what's that like? So for me, and this was kind of weird because I was way more nervous for weigh-ins and during weigh-ins than I was, uh, you know, throughout the fight. And, you know, I'm not sure if that was just something like we'd mentioned before that, cause I was unfamiliar with it and, uh, things like that. And I mean, still, I still get scared and nervous to go in front of people and do things like that. So, uh, it was kind of weird for me to be so nervous the night before but the day of the fight i woke up and uh my cousin raleigh he's just about my brother i'll call him my brother and he uh he fought as well so me you know me and him were kind of going through camp together going through weigh-ins together and going through fight day together uh so you know just surrounding myself with people that i trust and people that will be able to uh sometimes if i do get a little bit nervous or things like that and uh Jerry Pearson over at Form 7, you know, he also kind of helped calm me down and get my mind right. Uh, But really the day of the fight, I was just trying to stay absolutely as calm as possible. And I was nervous and uh, more so anxious kind of earlier in the day, just because I knew there were so many fights before me. So there was a lot of time in between, you know, like pre-fight physicals and then going into my fight. So I just tried to remain calm. I think I took even took a nap at some point and was just, you know, able to really just relax. Um, so once the event started, we had went in and uh, the, some of the other Form 7 guys and some of the guys that I know personally, you know, helping them if they needed anything and any of the other fighters that were at the gym, just, you know, kind of bouncing around and doing what I can. Uh, but once it gets to about four or five fights before, you know, and you start getting wrapped up and warming up, things like that. Um, and me, I repeated in my head, chin down and hands up. Uh, that was two big things for me, was keeping my chin down because I would like to do this right here during uh, sparring and things like that, and then obviously keeping my hands up. Uh, and, you know, shadow boxing, going for the things that we've worked on in camp. Uh, and really just trying to stay calm but at the same time uh, I think on fight day it's good to kind of get your lungs opened up a little bit and you know you don't want to just be couch potato for two or three days before your fight you still want to be moving like you're used to and you know getting your lungs going and your blood flowing and everything but uh you know day of the fight nerves for me and it might be different for everybody it wasn't really that bad until you know, kind of got to the walkout and things like that. Whenever the crowd really gets involved, mm-hmm. uh, so the eyes made me probably a little bit more nervous than anything. But you know, once we got in the cage, like we said before, it's it, that was about the only thing throughout this whole process that I that I know. Yeah. So uh, you know, it was. I did get a little bit of peace once I kind of stepped in the cage just a little bit. Yeah. Did um,
0: did you get a chance to? Were you guys able to sneak over from the gym to the to the park where the event was being held to kind of see what the crowd looked like, see the lay of the land, or was it – did you have to see it all, you know, on walkout?
1: There was um, – so we actually had a TV set up in Form 7 okay. that was streaming the event, and I think there there were some that had went over there. Uh, me personally, I think I might have been the only one that did go over there. Uh, but, you know, I was just trying to stay at the gym and, you know – I was just around my people, so I didn't really uh, go over there. And then by the time Raleigh went out to fight, you know, I was kind of starting to get ready for mine a little bit. Uh, so I think there were there were some that went over there, and uh, we had a one of the members at Form 7 was taking us in a uh, vehicle back and forth. So, um, yeah, we kind of got to see the crowd, and uh, that was the cool part for me. I got to see all my family and my friends out there, and it really did me a lot for them to uh, come out there and support me in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Support, support goes a long way. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, your, your family, friends and you know, how do they feel about it? I mean, from, you know, obviously it's one thing, like you said, you started just to sort of exercise and, you know, Mm -hmm. get in shape. I think generally people will be happy about that. Like, Oh, he's going, he's working out. That's good for him. But then like when you decide to make the transition to actual fighting, What's that like with parents, girlfriend, yeah. and, you know, how do they feel about it?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. There's a big difference <laughs> between just kind of doing it for a fitness aspect and then going into an actual fight. Um, but I think, and what they've said before, is they were able to see um, – because, I mean, I when I started, I was just about 300 pounds whenever I started doing jiu-jitsu. So they got to see the entire journey of uh, going, you know, still driving – me who hates driving driving an hour to go you know get whooped for an hour and a half and uh then you know we even had uh it was me and another buddy of mine who they liked jujitsu as well uh we would go out in my garage and we didn't have no mats no nothing so we took uh three house rugs and laid them out on our concrete garage floor and that's what we rolled on for you know, probably four or five months until he's able to get some mats. Uh, so my friend, my friends and family, they've seen the process and they've seen uh, the work that I've put in. And you know, it's impossible to probably to convince a mom to let you fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll ever really you know be a fan of it. Uh, but you know, they've seen what it's done for me and they've seen what it's done for other people and just how much I love it. Uh, so they, I think they understand that and, uh, you know, try to get them involved a little bit and things like that. But uh, uh, my girlfriend, she, uh, she's she been great throughout the whole thing. And, and I talked to her about it before a little bit, before camp. You know, I told her that, uh, you know, things are going to get pretty slim around here. I you know, I ain't going to be around much. Uh, you know, gym just about every night, you know, Lord willing, unless something major comes up. Uh, you know, throughout the whole thing, she was nothing but just a lot for me to – for me to enjoy and uh, she was definitely my, my rock throughout the whole thing because there'd be some days where I just wanted to quit or wanted to pull out of the fight and things like that and she would always tell me absolutely not, you know, we've started it so you've got to finish it. Uh, so, you know, it's it's definitely a shock for some people because um, there's a lot that knew me or that, you know, just at work and things like that that have known me for a long time. and. Uh, I definitely don't strike them as the fighting type, the type to get in there and uh, fight somebody in a cage. But uh, you know, it's that's what I love. I don't, you know, I ain't really just pinned down why exactly. But uh, you know, everybody's seen the amount of effort I've put into it, just compared to about anything else I've ever done. Because you know, honestly, I went through, I went through life just kind of half did everything. You know, would not really able to find anything that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. until I found, you know, jiu-jitsu and just MMA in general. Uh, you know, so I'm just trying to hang on to that for as long as I can. And, uh, you know, having that that support around me really does help, especially when it comes around, like, competition time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely support. Um, were you aware? I know you saw him on the – you know, you got to see him on the, the live stream, you know, the event. By the time you get out there, are you aware of, you know, where your family and friends are? Can you hear them? You know, because I know, obviously very different. Like basketball, you know, in high school, I would always I would always look for my mom in the crowd, yeah. you know, before, before you know, a game. Because she worked nights, so it was always a question of whether she was going to be able to come. But she always generally kind of sat in the same place so I could look for her before the game. Do you? Are you, can you do that or are you too locked in at that point?
1: I think, and it's probably different for everybody, but whenever I went in there, uh, you know, I was looking at my family throughout the walkout uh, and, you know, there's a million things running through your mind, a million things, and then nothing at all at the same time, if that makes any sense. And uh, once you get in there, I I stepped in, you know, did whatever whatever showmanship I wanted to do whenever I walked in. But then – I went and looked at my family and uh, then right before I spoke with Mr. Thompson, I believe the referee, uh, you know, said a quick prayer, but you know, I got to see him for just a little bit before and you know, that, that brings you just that little bit of comfort knowing that they're, there watching and you, you do want to do good and put on a show in front of everybody. Yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned one of the things we you've talked about was, you know, the, the way in and being nervous for that. Um, just talk about just weight in general. Uh, you said you were close to 300 pounds when you started jujitsu. Obviously, you're much less than that. Um, what did you fight at?
1: I fought at 170. I was about 168.3, if I remember correctly. Okay.
0: Um, do you think that was that a comfortable weight for you to be at, or where where was your weight when before you started camp and you started kind of talking about okay, we're going to fight and got to figure out what weight class and this yeah. and that was what's that process like
1: so before camp i was probably walking around at a pretty pretty chubby 190 you know i had a lot a lot of extra um and before camp started once i started consistently just going to form seven before we had decided to fight um i probably got down to about 185 so at that point we'd figured and you know 170 would be a relatively easy cut uh, 15 pounds in eight weeks um you know To me, that's not a lot. You know, it wasn't a difficult cut. You just gotta make sure you're doing what you're supposed to. Um, So 170 right now, I think is good for me. Now that we've kind of taken a step back and everything's calmed down a little bit, um, you know, I could go two directions. I could either, you know, try to bulk up a little bit, put on some muscle and go to a 185, or I believe that I can make the cut to 155. And I would be a very big 155, but I could use that to my advantage. So. That's something we're kind of looking at right now and, you know, not really made a decision on it yet, but either, you know, trying to stay at a, a bigger 170 or kind of dropping down to 155. So that's kind of where we're at right now.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, that's that's fascinating to me. Uh, maybe not, you know, I don't know how much at the amateur level it's happening, um, but to see, like, you know watching a little ufc watching a little boxing and stuff like that you know to know that people are you know weighing in at you know like you said you might try to go down to 155 you know and fight like you would weigh in at like 154 mm-hmm. the day before the fight and then fight night you know 24 hours later you're back up to 170 or yeah. something's like that's to me is fascinating how that works i mean what what goes into just obviously not just losing weight, but quote
1: unquote cutting weight? Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest thing for me, um, probably the last four weeks of camp, uh, cause you've at the same time, you've got probably your hardest weeks of camp. You know, you're going to get the most reps and you're going to get the hardest reps. Uh, at the same time you have little to no fuel. And you know, you can, Some people go a lot harder than others. And me, I wanted to make sure I was I didn't want to worry about my weight at all. So I was pretty much uh, egg whites and chicken breast for about the last three weeks, Uh, nothing but water and maybe like sports drink type of deal. Uh, But as for actually cutting the weight, you know, we would mix in some high intensity cardio just before any of the, uh, any classes that we had. for the actual fight, we didn't do much of a, like a water or a dehydration cut. Mm-hmm. And I believe, if I understand correctly, that's what a lot of pros will do because you can lose a good 10 to 15 just off of water and then you'll rehydrate back up to uh, to your normal walking around weight. But most of mine, I believe I weighed 168.3 uh, on the night of the weigh-ins and then uh, fight night, I weighed roughly 172, 173. So it wasn't a big jump, but there was definitely an increase, and I could definitely feel the difference after you know we'd weighed in and I got a full meal in me
0: mm-hmm. uh, speaking of meals, you know after the, you know after this long camp eight week camp and weight and you mentioned egg whites and chicken breasts what's what's that first meal that you're looking forward to getting after it's over. I've done it. I can enjoy myself for a little bit.
1: Yeah. So I think the, the first thing that I ate uh, after my fight was my girlfriend had got me a, a, a gift basket, we'll call it. And, you know, it had all my favorite things in it. And my favorite was Oreos. And that was <laughs> the thing throughout all camp. I wanted Oreos so bad. And that's what I was craving. So that was the first little snack that I had. But as for my first meal, um, there's a place in Gallatin called Koi. Which is like a hibachi place, yeah. and uh, you know they load you up down there. So <laughs> I got me probably a couple pounds of rice, a couple pounds of steak, a couple pounds of chicken. So uh, that was my first meal back, and it was it was very good. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, you mentioned being a fan of the UFC. Uh, do you have any favorite fighters, fighters in particular that you look up to, or
1: yeah. Uh, All-time, George St. Pierre, like a lot of others, is my favorite. And, actually, I got to meet him uh, probably about a year ago at a a meet-and-greet in Nashville. Uh, As for current day fighters, I really do like Charles Oliveira. Oliveira. Um, Him kind of mixing in his jiu-jitsu and using that as a defense sometimes when he gets into trouble. Um, Rafael Fazeev is another one, uh, really kind of heavy hitter, Muay Thai guy, really sharp with his technique. So, uh, Oliver and Fazeev are two two guys that I'm very big fan of, and I'd love to be able to fight like them someday. But we got a long way to go. Yeah. Got
0: to take baby steps. Uh-huh. Got to take baby steps. So, what's next for Lucas' shoulders?
1: Right now, uh, like I said, kind of taking a step back and relaxing a little bit, and um, really been focusing on just general fitness. Uh, I still love running, and I've started to kind of take a joy to the weights again. Um, I got out of that for a while and, you know, kind of leaning back into it now and, uh, going to class, some of my buddies, they've been trying it. So, uh, working with them a little bit, uh, I'm hoping here in the next couple of months, maybe I do want to get into a grappling competition. I would like to see kind of where I stack up against, uh, you know, like a blue belt level, uh, just, you know, just to see where I'm at. And, you know, win or lose, I just, I want to know. So I don't want to, uh, I want to make sure that I'm still keeping the pace of, you know, pushing myself against higher level competition, and, you know, not just, get doing whatever's easy. So I hope to hope to get in a grappling competition here soon, and then whenever, uh, I, as I'm sure you know, Tyler's got a fight coming up. So whenever he gets uh, whenever he gets finished with his fight, and uh, you know, next primal combat, we'll kind of see where we stand and see where we stand with the weight and go from there.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's gonna, it's gonna be a fun journey. No matter, no matter what. Uh, anybody you wanna uh, shout out, give any thanks to before we wrap this up?
1: Oh yeah. If I sat here and thanked all of them, it'd be all day. Uh, <laughs> uh, Raleigh, Kara, Mom, Dad, Taylor, Sailor, uh, Coach Tyler, Benny, uh, everybody at Form Seven, Bobby, AJ. Uh, thank you all. You know, y'all have. Y'all have seen what we went through down there, and, uh, you know, like we said before, these people, you know, you've got loved ones too. You know, you surround yourself with them, and they are what keeps you going throughout the day. They're what you think of whenever things get hard. Uh, So, you know, I'm so grateful, especially to the ones that sacrificed so much during my camp because there was nobody making them come in to – get that amount of reps with me or to do this much, being there for two or three hours at a time, You know, they're not getting paid to do that. So uh, I am forever grateful for them to, uh, to be able to go through that camp and that journey with them. So just having them people around me has been great. Awesome, awesome. Well,
0: thank you for taking the time to sit with me today. Uh, congratulations on your first fight submission of tonight. Good luck going forward in whatever you decide to do, and especially if it's local with Primal Combat and Form Seven, I'll I'll be lurking around somewhere. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly how I may be involved, but I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be a fun journey. Uh, So once again, thank you for taking the time. Uh, Congratulations and good luck, and thank you all for listening. Uh, If you haven't done so already, the podcast is available wherever you're listening. Hit the like button, subscribe, follow, share, all that good stuff. Finding me on YouTube, same thing. Uh, Just trying to get these numbers up and have some fun. But I'll be back next week with more MMA talk with, uh, I'm not going to tell you who I'm going to have next week. Cause I don't know yet <laughs> but uh, I'll be back next week and thank you for listening Lucas thank you again
1: thank you